But eights have the same energy as a friendly headlock. Nines feel like fishing with my grandpa. Young Brett says fives have the same energy as the disc. Threes feel like a high school. A long hug. The sleazy car salesman. Feel like a minefield. Do our beautiful file cabinets. Oftentimes you'll read about the Enneagram types as a list of traits and behaviors, but what does it actually feel like to meet and interact with each of the types? In this episode, Brett and I will take you on a journey filled with hopefully humorous and insightful stories using metaphors to capture the unique vibe of each Enneagram type. The goal here is to bridge the gap between theory and experience and bring the Enneagram out of the book and into everyday life. Throughout the episode, we hope that you'll learn to recognize the Enneagram types more intuitively, allowing you to build positive connections with the people that you meet through a deeper understanding of them. Anyhow, turn off that left brain because today, we're talking about the Enneagram and vibes, man. All right, welcome to another episode of the Talking Truth Podcast. I'm joined by Brett Banka today, which means that we're doing an Enneagram Observers episode. And this one was kind of his uh, idea, baby. I'm not sure that I even fully grasp what we're talking about today, Brett. So what are we talking about? Well, first of all, was it my idea, baby, or was it my idea, baby? <laughs> Do you get where that reference is coming from? Austin Powers. That's Austin Powers, straight yes. out of 97, 98. Yeah, baby, yeah! Still got the memory. Anyways, yeah, this is my podcast. This podcast belongs to me today. It's mine. Yes. Take your subservient role, Elliot. Get, mm -hmm. you know, know that's, your place. That's difficult for me. I know. I know, especially with these creative things that we've talked about. Yes. You yeah. get a bro energy when the creativity comes out. But um, yeah, so this is an idea I had, um, and I made a Reddit post on it, like it's probably coming up on three or four years ago now. And, uh, you know, when, when Elliot kind of got me into the Enneagram, it's really easy to get all heady about it, you know, and we like, oh, okay, you know one goes to seven in health and one goes to, and you get like the, it's kind of an intellectual exercise, but after you kind of sit with it and understand the ideas a little more, um, for me, it, it became more of like a vibes thing. Yeah. Whereas like I didn't, when I would meet someone, I would just kind of feel their vibe and be like, okay, they're kind of in this area yeah. and this is how I know how to kind of treat them. That's always been my, my, uh, appreciation of the Enneagram. It kind of gives me a shortcut to understanding like someone's buttons and like they're mm -hmm. generally like, okay, I know what their buttons are. I'm not going to go there. I know kind of what motivates them that may or may not be useful, but it's like, that's uh that's kind of how I began to use it. And, and like I said, it, it became more of a, a process of identifying vibes. So I made an uh, Enneagram post on Reddit that said, I went through all the types and I said, you know, number one, number two, number three through nine, you know, have the same energy as blank. And I would give kind of like a little activity or a behavior. Yeah. And it, w it, it got a lot of discussion on Reddit. And I think some of these were pretty good, but looking back now there, uh, there's definitely, I think some of them that were unfair and okay. some of them Ooh, that needed, right. to, some all of right. them need to be edited a little bit. The so gift I'm gonna, of uh, time and introspection. Yes. Yes. So we're going to pick out of this bowl and uh, I'm going to read these off to Elliot and he's kind of going to respond in real time. I know like we talked about this post when it, when it came out like four years ago, but I, yeah, I don't remember everything. For, forgot most of yeah. them. All right. So, you know, always I want to delay the content because I have yes. more things to say. Anyway, I but I think you answered it. And when you brought up this as a topic for the podcast, my my if I'm honest, my first initial reaction was like, okay, it's kind of silly. It's kind of like, you know, what does each Enneagram type feels like? One feels like this, et cetera. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of silly. It's kind of goofy. Like, it's kind of, you know, like memeable material, but like, what's the depth to it? Like, because, hey, I don't have problems with the Enneagram being a meme or a source of entertainment and stuff, but that's not necessarily my brand or my interest in the Enneagram. So I think you kind of answered it. And instead of asking you the question, maybe I'll just see if what you said, this is the answer to that question. Like what's the bigger depth or the reason to do this podcast just then kind of like superficial entertainment. And I think the answer is that, yeah, there's a, there's a vibe and an, and an energy and it's good to sometimes move the Enneagram in a more intuitive direction because when I see typings online that I often think 
are wrong typings. It's mm -hmm. really just like, oh, this person displays that trait, so therefore they're this type. But one of the biggest things about the Enneagram is types can have similar traits, but it really boils down to core motivation. And feeling that out is a much more intuitive thing. And being able to parse out whether this person's trait comes from that motivation or that, it gets a little slippery, you know? Definitely gets slippery. And like, you know, the the farther in that you zoom, it kind of gets even blurrier. It's like sometimes, I should say most of the time, I trust my initial gut vibe of someone. That's, that's kind of what I was going to say, where I feel in meeting someone, I can almost, first comes the intuition of their type. It's very rapid and you know, most of the time is right. And I'm not saying this is like my special unique gift. I just think it's something if you really imbibe the Enneagram and get into it enough, it first comes the intuition. And then secondly comes maybe the checking the hypothesis with considerations and, and thinking about it. But often the intuition comes first. So I think we're going to kind of today talk about the initial intuition and the initial feeling and the initial experience of being in the presence of a certain type or something like that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we're on the same page that this silly little exercise does have depth. Yes. And, and importance. All right. Okay, so I'm gonna reach into the bowl. Let's see. I'll just start on the top for this one. Two. Ooh. We're gonna start with number okay. two. Ready? All right, All right here's yeah, yeah. what Brett from a few years ago said. Number twos have the same energy as a long hug. Yeah. Okay, so... It's nice. I, I think we talked about twos being helpers or givers and sharing this warmth and this affection, but then there's always that kind of nervousness, like, what do you want back from me? And that's kind yeah. of the hug, like, oh, this is nice, but how long is this going to go on for? Is that kind of what you're trying to get at in yeah, that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I acknowledge it as a loving gesture. My initial impulse a lot of times is to be like, if, if I were to manifest it in my body, it'd be like, stop. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't typically like being hugged like that, especially if I'm not ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, so something that says about twos, but also that is something, you know, could I suppose say about us too. Yeah. Um, anyway, I have another, I think, example. So I've thought a little bit about, well, what, what would my experience or feeling and kind of similar to yours. Yeah. You can give me a, an echo back of what yours Yeah. Is. Twos feel like, and I have a, a story to go along with this, but twos feel like a nice home-cooked meal. Yes. And I think of my mom and, you know, she would home-cook a lot of meals. And to her credit, you know, we talked with twos in the past about giving, but with expectation or something. But to her credit, you know, she was very forth, forthcoming in, look, I, I cook the meals, I do the shopping, all of that. But hey, guys, you know, myself and my dad, you do the dishes afterwards. So that was almost to me like the healthy too. That aspect is healthy, yeah. Of right, like I'm not gonna have these unreasonable expectations that I'm just gonna try to cash in at random moments. Like this is kind of the thing. I'm giving my two warmth, I'm giving my love, but you guys do the dishes afterwards. Like then I get my break or I get my appreciation. So that's one thing why I like the home cooked meal to share that story about my mom because I think it was kind of like a healthy use of the two where it, but another thing to go off of this home cooked meal idea and twos that like really made me think about twos or appreciate them or whatnot. I, I lost my mom about a year and a half ago. And uh, that's difficult in and of itself, you know, to lose a, a sense of care and support and nurturance. But one thing that was unique to my situation is that um, only about two months or so after she passed, I ended up tearing the meniscus in my knee, requiring a big surgery so not only did I lose this source of care and support and nurturance, I became in a very vulnerable place where I was very incapable of, in a lot of ways, of caring for and nurturing myself because recovering from surgery, I mean, the first month or so of that might be just, the whole day can be just getting out of bed, taking care of basic hygiene and like trying to make yourself a meal, which is so hard to navigate the kitchen. And what can I pick up when I have crutches and this? But anyway, like one of the things I kind of say about that is I lost my mom or I lost my two, but I gained like five moms in the process because this house, we grew up in this neighborhood and we know people around here and a lot of twos kind of came to the, the rescue, so to speak. And 
I didn't even know that I needed home cooked meals when this first happened, but like twos are coming over and they're bringing me meals. And again, I didn't even know I needed it. But when I realized how difficult it was for me to take care of myself, um, yeah. But it also goes deeper than just like the meal itself, right? There's yes. like it's like the consideration your... again. I didn't even know I needed it, but yeah. they did. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't really need a meal, but then I'm like, how much does it take to just do grocery shopping and cook when you're incapacitated in a sense? Yeah, man, twos really do have like a a good radar that can like sense. Yeah, of course, I'm gonna use a bad analogy for it, but they're like vultures or like buzzards you know when like an animal <laughs> dies they just start like swirling but twos oh, are like the man. good version of that like when yeah. someone's in need yeah i didn't even know I they, didn't, they just float yeah. around like nice i didn't even know i needed vultures. help and then like kind of the last thing to wrap up this story is it did make me a little nervous because i'm like okay there's a bunch of older ladies coming kicking cooking me meals and it's like all right when the leaves need to be raked and the snow needs to be done and like the toilet needs to be fixed. Like, am I, am I now on the short number one list of like getting called? Yeah. Up? Yeah. 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 You know, and, and I'll say this, some of them really just, just gave and I haven't had any expectations or favors asked of me, but there's one like who's now become like my texting buddy and always like checks in on me and actually ended up having to drive her to like a, uh, a medical appointment the other day. And, so there is that sense of, you know, being... That's not my mom, is it? No. Okay. No, like nervous to accept the help. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, they really helped me in a time of need. And I'm a, now that I'm a young, physically capable body again, like it's not the worst thing to like be in a neighborhood. You're like, I'm, thank you twos. Thank you for helping me out. Now I'm willing to help you out too. Even though I don't know, like there's some gray area, like what do I owe because of these meals? But uh, it's kind of nice to be able to give given that sense too. It's, it's like, uh, you know, I was thinking, what turns a house into a home? Yeah. It's a two. I Love think, it. I think that's what there it is. There you go. All right, I'm going to pick a next number. Yeah. Right? This one, I'm going to swirl it. Ooh, it's going to be a little more wild. Ooh, go in another heart type right away. We have the four. Okay. All right, let's see what I said about it. Fours have the same energy as a poem. Mm. First take on that it's certainly an association I have. We talked about Rumi being four. Now, a poem, they have a little artistic bend to life, a little, just a way of seeing a uniqueness or a beauty that you really kind of, if you're a more logical type, you have to, like for a while, I didn't really get poetry, like read, po like I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, can you just, can you explain the interpretation of this to me? Like, yeah. I don't get it. Um why don't you elaborate on that? I would have used a different thing, maybe. So I think a poem, because again, it's like, and it's hard because we're trying to describe vibes, but there's something like deep, like introspective. Yeah. Um, I would say like flowery or like inherently aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And this is also a note on it because uh, I have to throw in a little bit of a negative. It's like when I hear like, oh, let's read like poetry. Like actually a big part of me, is excited and I love poetry, but there's another part of me that's just like, like, it's like, oh God, we're going to read a poem. Yeah, like, and like, especially when- Yeah, like the kind of just like, give me the answer. Yeah, like, don't like, like don't uh, make me have to go like searching for it. Just, like, what if you're what's trying- the answer? Yeah, what if you're trying to like, um, you know, fix a leak in your roof and someone starts reading a poem or like, okay, someone, you're trying to fix a leak in your roof and you have- all these people show up and one of these people gives you the vibe of a poem. Like you're not going to be that excited. Yeah. yeah like, sure. Oh, great. We're going to hear about like what they're feeling today and like the context of it. And there's might be a little self-centered and it's nothing, it's not their fault. It's like who they are. It's not from a malicious point of view, but that's often how I think we experience fours as people who are not fours. It's just like, a poem may be in an unnecessary situation. Okay. Well, I have kind of, I didn't, I didn't think of this, but I have my own thing that I want to talk about for four, but back to this like um, working out in the house kind of theme, it's going to be a funny place to, to wrap up what my feeling of four is. Okay. Very similar to yours. I would say fours kind of feel like a journal. Yes. Because nice. like a journal you can talk to though, right? A journal is a place that you kind of go to share your inner work. And granted, some people use journaling different, but for me, journaling has always been like, share your thoughts, share your emotions, 
and get some distance from them, right? Put them on the paper, put them on the screen so you can kind of start to really make sense of them and not just get wrapped up in your immediate reactionary impulses or ideas. And so fours really feel like to me a place you can go to just learn about, like talk about your experiences and learn about yourself because- And they are, they're actually, let me interrupt real quick. They are good at, like once you get in their arena, they are- they become kind of like less self-centered. Like when yeah. you get into the arena of like sharing your experience and you're like, they are very receptive and they, they're good listeners. Yeah. But like a lot of times I'm just like, we're not in that arena, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, this is, this yeah, this is why I kind of have a funny story about that. So uh, we have a mutual friend. I'll, I'll say the name because I don't think this is like any, you know, hot button issue that wouldn't be comfortable sharing. But All Jamie, right. he's, he's like a four. <laughs> he's a musician and... I've kind of built a, a rather um, a rather nice home studio in this house. It's 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 bordering on professional studio. It's about as professional as a home studio can get, I would yeah, say. Yeah. And you know, he kind of asked me like, "Hey, would you be cool if I come over to record like when you're not around?" And that's kind of a big ask, right? Yeah, yeah. When you're not around, especially, I'd say. Well, well, that was just because. Well, I'm work. I work from home, so I need the space for myself. So when I'm not around is kind of the only potential time that that things would be available but you know i really had to like think about am i comfortable with because it's not just a professional place you know it's a home and am i comfortable with someone coming into that space when when i'm not like there's there's a lot to unpack in it and you know i thought about what it meant to me and i thought about anyway are you talking about you as a four are you talking about jamie as a four i'm talking about jamie as a four but so you think a four coming into your home me, studio is different than... No, well, I'm going to explain. Right. So I had a lot of lists of reservations that, you know, I said, okay, you got to respect this. You got to understand this. And I kind of imagined that having that conversation with certain people or certain types, you know, I would say, hey, this matters to me. You have to respect it. and be like, dude, you need to chill out. Like you're getting too hung up on this. Like it's no big deal. Come on, man. I'm your friend. And like, I knew it like... In my experience, like if Jamie or someone else gives me that answer, my answer becomes a hard no. Yeah, yeah. Because like you need to understand that this is my home. This isn't just a house. And you need to understand and respect like my idiosyncratic rules that may not seem reasonable to you, but they're my rules. Right. So we ha- I had this conversation with him and what really won me over and made me comfortable having him in this space was just really feeling like he could understand with and empathize with and like recognize with what was important to me and feeling like he got it. Yeah, I could see him getting um, that intuitively. So then to kind of your point about what, you know, the funny thing about needing help with the four and they come over as a poem, <laughs> the other hard boundary I set was, you know, this is a home and it's not just a creative space. It's a it's a place that requires a lot of maintenance. So I set up a very strict for every hour you have the space, you owe me like 10 hours or t- 10 hours, Dang. <laughs> 10 that minutes, ruthless. 10 minutes of yard work. So kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like that four going to one vibe where I'm like, all right, you get the creative space. I, I value as a friend, but this is a bigger, this is a little bit of a bigger ask than just like friendship. So you're going to need to like four, you're not, you're going to need to step out of your poem and you're going to need to step into the real world. So yeah. if you have this space, I need help in maintaining this home so I can get my own creative work done. So anyway, but he took it again. So many people I would imagine having this type of conversation with, and it would like ruin your friendship because yep. they just couldn't see or understand your perspective. Oh, Elliot, what the fuck? Like, but just use like it. he really understood it. And that kind of made me feel comfortable with it. And at least for the time being, like, I think we have a good arrangement where we both feel like we're getting something good out of it. Yeah. That's awesome. I think I think uh, fours when when you come to their level like that and you explain what's important and why to you, like they they will get it. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna keep going into our mysterious bowl. The next number shall come forth, and it is. I think this is a one. I can't yeah, that's a one. I got bad handwriting. Okay, this should be a fun one because I I think I was not fair. Yeah. Okay, ones have the same energy. As an alarm clock. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to admit that I cheated a little bit and looked up your Reddit post. Oh, how dare you. And that was like, that was the one that like every, like ones got offended about. In the comments. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, sure. Once someone said like, sure, compare me to something that's universally disliked. And I was like. See, but then this is kind of telling because like, I didn't find it that dislikable because it speaks to like. Because you need ones, it. You need the discipline. Like, how are you going to get to your job if you don't set an alarm? Like, you're going to sleep it. Like, so it really speaks to the. Now, now, if you said like ones feel like an alarm clock on a Sunday morning, you know, that's different. But ones feel like an alarm clock. They feel like the necessary structure and organization in your life. Um, and there's a sense of urgency that I think yeah. I like to like. Ones are always saying they're, they're not, they're usually not saying, yeah, this should be better. At some point, they're saying this should be better now, right? Yeah, like this should yeah. be, we should make these changes now. Like there's always an urgency. Um, and I think that's why I, I was initially drawn to alarm clock. Um, I tried thinking of a secondary metaphor and I think I came up with a worse one. One that's even more unfair. <laughs> I have a couple too, but again, I, yeah, I don't, I don't dis, first of all, this is kind of telling like, one's can be hard to please with the Enneagram. I don't know if you saw this, but I posted a short of our last podcast where I discussed the type most likely to resist being their type. Yeah. And, and the answer one. is ones. Yeah. And like, that was the the biggest viewed short that I've created so far. And it was controversial. Like it had like 50% likes and like some people got pretty nasty. But like, my, so kind of one of my takes is ones like, I don't know why... Why don't you like I like ones. I don't know why ones don't like being ones sometimes or resist the idea of ones, but I have a lot of respect for ones do. So I'm sharing that short as an example, but also your post like kind of triggering like, oh, we feel like alarm. Like I don't think it's a bad thing, but somehow ones sometimes read descriptions about themselves and feel like it's a bad thing. But I don't think the the analogy of the alarm clock is an inherently bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think they would you know, they would more respond to like upholders of the eternal good. Yeah. You know, something like yeah. that. Like, okay, that's sure, me. Sure. So I was thinking like, I still like the alarm clock and I don't think it's as bad as some ones yeah. responded. But my second analogy, <laughs> it's 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 worse in some ways, but it has allowed me to like, like ones a lot more. Because I think um, to give a little more context too, you and I had both had I think some some issues understanding ones for me it was just like this this is right because it's right yeah. thing and like my mind has never worked like that like mm -hmm. I'm like okay you're just like putting your foot down harder doesn't necessarily mean you're more right you can give personal reasons or you can give like objective reasons but I don't know what this this other thing you're referencing is like whatever so my second analogy is ones feel like a minefield <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But yeah. here's why the mind it's, it's just like anytime I hang out with a one, I just, I, I sense buttons, yeah. you know, and like, I don't go near the buttons. And if you, yeah. I, I like yeah, to, yeah. I like to joke about a lot of stuff and I know not to joke about these certain buttons and you could, it often is tied to politics. It's not one side or the other. I just, I've noticed like, um, when we were younger, it was more like, the right wing, the time of the right wing ones. Like if you said anything about Jesus or the military or America mm -hmm. or George Bush, anything slightly critical or joking about it, there'd be like the room would kind of get cold. Yeah. And like yeah. you just feel them like, that's wrong. Do not yeah. know. And now it's kind of switched where there's like, I'd say it's the time of the the left wing ones mm -hmm. where if you're, if I'm in uh, you know, a car ride when there's a couple left-wing ones like you can tell the the way they speak about certain issues like these are not to be questioned or made fun of or messed with and uh so that's why i say it's a minefield but if you know where the mines are they're actually they're, they're great people and like yeah. i don't i'm not one of the types of people there would be some types maybe eights who would like intentionally go and just step I, on I a was mine actually i don't step on i a was mine. i was literally just gonna say that um i don't step on a mine unless i'm drunk and then uh <laughs> but like that I don't, uh, and then they're like really, they're actually pretty mellow in my experience. Yeah, so. no, to your point, I was I was in a band with, uh, you know, a band's interesting because it's like a family of characters and we did have an eight and we and there was a one. And yeah, eight's like that provoking and challenging and almost just getting an emotional reaction out oh, of people. Yeah. So, you know, he kind of knew the buttons that he could push or the minds that he could push where 
the one would just kind of like, but he kind of enjoyed that. And for the most part, we learned, yeah, just to not like discuss those issues and just be like friendly bandmates. But yeah, at times, like he knew that there's just certain comments that he could make that would kind of make the mind go off. And I have to admit, okay, I do love when I do love when an eight pushes one's buttons and I can yeah. watch from a distance. Like, yeah. oh, it makes me happy. It does. All right. All right, want to keep going? No, no, I have another I have, one one story. Because yours, I, I think it's totally true in a certain type, but I have different experiences with one where I want to share to just round things out. And kind of the band thing, one experience I have being around a certain type of one is feeling like a balloon is about to pop. Yes. And what I mean by that is ones can be so conscientious and so disciplined and so, you know, striving to be like perfect at work or in the home and i think this is the balloon about to pop is like the going to the one to seven connection whereas sometimes you get like ones in a social setting and they can go from like the most serious disciplined conscientious person to like the first person to get on the table and like start dancing or you know yeah, because yeah, yeah. like there's been such a tension built up that that balloon and that party is just like it can go from one extreme of like self-restraint to like the other extreme of like no kind of inhibition so yeah, yeah. that's another you know to just round out the discussion that's another vibe that I sometimes get from ones in a social setting where they've been so restrained that sometimes they're just like totally looking to let go and go to seven. So that's that's one vibe I sometimes get from sevens. Have you ever seen uh, School of Rock? Of course. Would you, do you remember the principal from School of Rock? And she's like, uh, I don't know if her, um, I think it's, her name's Joan Cusack is the actor. I think it's Joan Cusack. But she's like such a one and she's like, I run this like proper school yeah, and everyone's yeah. really- okay. I wasn't always like this, you know. I wasn't always wound this tight. There was a time when I was fun. I was funny. I was. But you can't be funny and be the, the principal of a prep school. These parents will come down on me like a nuclear bomb. I can't make a mistake. I gotta be perfect. And like, you know, the Jack Black character is like trying to loosen her up and mm -hmm. stuff. And yeah. someone said that exact thing like, oh, if you get a couple beers in her, like she'll yeah. dance yeah. on a table or something. I think that's. I love this song. A perfect example. So all of you should watch School of Rock. Oh, pay attention to the heck yeah. I will. I'll watch School of Rock again. It's just a good movie. All right. And I even have one more because that's kind of like a. That's a kind of a silly thing, but I do have one more thing that ones feel like to me. And again, they might be offended like this because it sounds boring, but it's like so necessary. Ones feel like a well-organized file cabinet to me. Yes. Um, to go back to, you know, talking about my mom passing, uh, because it was like right around Christmas time, there was a real pressure to like get the service like a week after she passed. And there's just like so much that you have to take care of in that time period we didn't really have funeral details laid out. You know, I had to take care of that and then writing speeches and getting family to come in from far out. And one of the things that I thought was like, I really appreciate about knowing about the Enneagram was I, I, I was in the role of kind of delegating the task. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, my uncle's a preacher, so I'm gonna let him help out with the obituary and other friends, you know, can go run this errand or this task for me. But w one of the big things we had to decide was where to... uh like hold the luncheon mm -hmm. after mass. And that was a task I'm like, the perfect person to give this to is my aunt who's a one. Because I know I'm not gonna have to explain it to it to her. I'm not gonna have to baby. I just know she's gonna be like, she's gonna write her list and she's gonna just, you know, so she calls all these restaurants, she gets the prices, she gets the amount of people that they can hold, she gets the time and she presents it to me. And then she even has the foresight to think, okay, there's gonna be a lot of older people coming from like up north. And they're not into phones and GPSs. So she goes to like Kinko's and prints out like physical directions how to get from the church to the the luncheon afterwards. So th that's something where like it was just such a beautiful thing to give her this task, Once. knowing that she had the capacity to just like knock the organization out of the park. And like it makes that story makes me remember, uh, you know, how good 
at paying attention to details ones are. That's one yeah. the thing like the four and the one have in common. They're just like they, you know, if there's a speck of dust morally or physically, a one's going to find yeah. it and clean it up. You know? So just, you know, like the relaxation that it gave me to be able to delegate this task and know that it would just be like perfectly handled was you know, something commendable to talk about with ones who don't always like themselves, but it's like, or, you know, you're comparing me to a file cabinet, but there's like such a beauty in the organization and the, you can count on it-ness of, you know, you know, if it's a well-organized, you know, you can go right there and you're going to find what you need and you're not going to get scattered and you're not going to have to give up on the task because you're frustrated. You just, you know, it's going to be there when you need it kind of thing. Right. All right. Good. All right. I think we squeezed the juice out of that one. We're going to go to, all right, seven. All right. Here yeah. we go. Young Brett says, sevens have the same energy as a day at the amusement park. Yeah. I still like this one. What? Yeah, because it's like, it's exciting, but you can't spend every day at the amusement park. Like there, there's a time where you're like, okay, I need, I need a break now. We just walked around 10 hours at Disney. Can we just sit by the pool the next yeah. day or something? Yeah, it's, it's like inherently kind of tiring. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I, I love... I love set. Actually, I love and hate all the types. I was going to say I love all the types, which is true, but I also hate them. But <laughs> one of the things about sevens, they're they're just so good. Like when you need fun, yeah, you should, you should go to a seven. But you can't. I can't be around them that long. It's tiring. Yeah, and um, maybe maybe there's some healthy ones that I wouldn't get that that vibe from. But uh, a healthy seven would probably not make you feel tired out. They might just be. You know, like a grounded, yeah. fun, and uplifting. But I still like this one, Day at the Amusement Park. Yeah, well, even kind of- Can't to, do it every day. It's a long day. Yeah, even kind of to your point, um, like as a musician, I have gravitated because of my own personality in inclinations to the more production, the more mixing, the more spending a lot of time alone and, and working on your craft. So as time went on, I, I'm having to say no to a lot of gigs where people want me to- learn songs and play in their band or show up. And I say no often because it's not the most interesting thing to me and whatever. But I find myself saying yes to this one gig of this guy who's kind of a seven wing eight and, and runs this band, not because it's the most musically interesting gig, not because it's the best paying, but because like, I just like spending time around him. Like he's a good hang and he always makes me laugh. And it's just like, it's fun. But then to your point of it being too much, like sometimes we'd go drive down to Illinois and play these casino gigs, which, you know, that's the fun thing. But then it's like, well, hey, we're in Illinois casino. Like, let's stay up. Let's go to the local bar or even like, let's go to the local strip club and yeah, like yeah. see what the talent looks like in rural Illinois. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, I'm at, and we like even share a room. And I'm just like, man, I just want to go to bed. Like, do we have to stay up till 3 a.m. and like go to the crappy local strip club? <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, but they're just always down for fun. And I think yeah. on a darker note, it's like, I'd say sevens might be one of my least favorite types to have a fight with or to be in like a conflict oh, yeah, with. Yeah. And it's kind of for the same reason. Like imagine like getting in a fight with someone at like an amusement park. Like oh, there's yeah. some, like the juxta, let me like use You this skipped big, me in line or well, something. No, know. even just like, oh, even like, like your brother or your friend or your dad, your mom, like or getting dumped at an amusement park. Like it's just the... I'm, I'm going to use this big word, the juxtaposition of yeah. like people having fun on a roller coaster while you're getting dumped. Yeah. Just, I, uh, I hate it. Like I'd rather be dumped at like my house or somewhere that's quieter that I can kind of like, yeah. Take it in a little more, but, um, that's why it's, they don't mix amusement parks and sevens. I don't think mix with heavy conflict. Well, kind of like, yeah, kind of to my point about, talking to the four about like the studio and like really feeling empathetically heard like you can kind of imagine the seven like no man it'll be fine just let me go in your space like you're you're too worried just man like we're good bros right like you can yeah oh like, yeah yeah and then and then they would if if you put your foot down and said like no these are what you'd have to do they'd be like dude man what the f Yo. you and your rules man yeah, yeah and then yeah. and that might like push them away for a long time because they'd be like they'd now associate you with rules and yeah. hurting their feelings and not being fun yeah, it could ruin their friendship, potentially. Yeah. All right, I think we should right. move on. We will now go to the three. Ooh, okay. Threes have the same energy as a plan to hop over a fence. 
A plan to hop over a fence. A metaphorical fence, perhaps. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fence, I think I was getting at like a, a, a task. If I'm being specific, it's usually, um, you know, the fence is almost always like a, a problem that if we solve, we're going to get admiration. Yeah. Like they're always trying to be like, oh, what if we did this? You know, and then the unspoken subtext is, oh, what if we did this? Like people would think that we're awesome. Okay. Oh, like, yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Now, how do we get, now, how do we do this? Yeah. You know, and like they get into like problem solving mode real quick. Yeah. I get what you say. It's interesting because again, we have different experiences with different types. And one of the things I was going to say about three was I was going to say threes feel like a high school friend. So I think we're in a similar ballpark, but for different reasons, right? Because like jumping over a fence is something you do in high school. But the healthiest th threes to me and that I can think of that I, that I know personally at this time is like the type who has that kind of high school exuberance of like don't give up on your dreams like follow your dreams like jump over the fence like jump over you know some of your fears or mm -hmm. some of your limiting beliefs and like don't give up on that high school dream or whatever that you had you know to put it in more concrete terms i know a musician we're in milwaukee which has somewhat of a music scene but you know it's not like i know a musician who moved to nashville because he's like you know He's young, he's talented, and it's like good for him for believing in himself because I think that's not believing in himself is the only thing that would stop him from not making it because I think he's got everything going for him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, to again, uh, maybe bring some balance about what I was meaning with the fence. There's also, um, I think on the unhealthy side of a three, it's like, okay, you're supposed to, uh, you know, run a lap around this block or something and then also they, oh, they'd be the yeah, most likely yeah. to jump over the fence and just take a shortcut yeah yeah the, the like, shortcut to success yeah they're yeah, always yeah, yeah. looking for the shortcut to success whether and a lot of times it's it's just smart sometimes it's it's like immoral and they, i think yeah. they have a hard time seeing the well, difference that's so what like, i was gonna say the vibe that i get from the healthy three is like the high school friend who never gives up on your dreams and like kind of encourages you to never give up on or never gives up on their dreams encourages you and just is inspiring because of their dedication and their belief. But then the kind of, to go off your fence, like the negative three feels like to me is kind of the sleazy car salesman. Oh yeah. Where it's like, why are you complimenting me? Why are you like, to, in, even in, again, the music sense, like there's a guy who's like, dude, you're a great guitarist. Like you should be in a better band. Like you're way better than that guy. And I'm like, you're saying that to the other guy too, aren't you? Like, oh, yeah. what social game are you playing? And, and like, funny, you what's can, you the can sense end goal it here? It's like, like, why are you doing this? It's like you're talking, you, you can sense that you're talking to a mask. You're yeah. like, you're like, uh, which we'll have to have a whole episode on threes, but it's, I don't like it either when, when someone who's really three-ish is trying to sell me something like it makes me uncomfortable yeah and you, and like, you don't like, always oh, know what they're trying to sell you no. either and you know what a lot of times they don't know they know what they're trying to sell you but they don't know why like yeah. i've noticed um threes are kind of the type that i pin as taking action and like doing things but they don't know why they're doing it and they'll be like um like i'm trying to think of an example like a lot of times uh maybe like making fun of someone and they'll be like, like if you start getting to the root of why they're making fun of someone, they'll they'll be like, oh, because they'll give you some reason, and it's not you. You can tell there's something hollow about it, and what it's actually, it's like they wanna, they're like ambitious, and it's like they wanna feel better than other people, and the easy way to do that is just push other people down. Okay, but it's like, but they'll give you this elaborate reason of something, and they have no idea why they're being mean to someone, why they're being nice to someone. Like it's, I think it gets kind of convoluted, but that's another discussion. Sure. Well, anyway, I kind of like how we had different things we thought about, but we were able to see the, like the positive and the negative to, to jumping over the jumping fence, so to fence. speak. And then it kind of fit in with some of the ideas that I had as well um, with the, the sleazy car salesman or the really inspiring, like person who never loses their kind of youthful belief that they can make it happen. Yeah. So, right. Cool. Let's uh let's get the next one. All right. The next one is ooh, I think this is a 6 because you drew a line on the bottom. 
or is that a nine? Um, We're going to say this is a six. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a six for now. And then if there's something that looks like a six, it'll be a nine later. That's exactly 69. Right. Okay. So the six. Let's get this microphone. Young on. Brett has declared that sixes have the same energy as a list of precautions. Yeah. And list, I think, is important too. Okay. The word list. Uh, do you have any responses right away? Yeah, I have a t again sixes we talked about can be so varied in there. Uh, so I I have an interesting one that's going to go like kind of share the other perspective of six. Uh, I like it. I I think of I went uh, for a wedding where we had to go travel, so I was sharing a hotel with some friends, and you know I've been in hotels, and it's like the six was like very concerned, like we need to check for bed bugs. Yeah, and the other of us were like. I don't know. We've been in hotels. Like we can probably just wear long clothes. It's a nice hotel. Like that's kind of my solution. But he's like, no, we need to check. Like, have you seen what could happen? So like we get to the hotel and, you know, everyone probably wants to relax and do their own thing, but he's like getting his microscope out and like check it. So there's that vibe for sure. Um, yeah. But to his credit, he actually found something and then we ended up getting moved to a much nicer room. So yeah, I mean, and maybe that was, uh, maybe what he found was like a piece of lint and you know, yeah. he still got the benefit of the doubt, but it's good. Uh, you know, I'd feel, um, I would feel better knowing that you have someone who's, who's keeping track of that stuff. Cause I think for both of us yeah, and I share more six traits than you do, but I think both of us are kind of too much like in the clouds to yeah. be, uh, interested in that stuff. That's kind of my takeaway from the bed by the thing. Like, to be honest, like all oh, the rest of us were like, Dude, do we really need... Like, we were annoyed that, like, instead of enjoying our time at the hotel for the wedding, like, we were... Like, we probably went to two rooms before we got our final room. But then at the end of the day, we're like, well, you know, he actually did find something. Yeah. We're probably grateful that we don't have bed bugs. So, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. So, it's like the list of precautions, um, these kind of stress me out. List of precautions stress me out. I like having someone who's doing them. I really appreciate someone having yeah. someone who's doing that, but I just don't want it to be me. And I kind of don't want to hear about it or think about it. Like, yeah, it's almost yeah, yeah. like, it's almost like they, and they're great at this because they love, you know, finding it's, it's the point of like, I know it comes from fear, but at some point the fear and the excitement like cross and you can't tell which one is which. And it's mm -hmm. just like, they just get energized by this possibility that there's like something that could go wrong and that they could, jot it down and like fix it yeah um and so i i like them i'm learning to like sixes more and more every day and it's just like they um kind of like with all types but i think especially sixes in today's climate if you understand where they're coming from and how they work like it's easier to love them you know i think sure. they get a bad rep pretty easily from people just saying i guess they would conflate the fear and like they call them paranoid, they call them, but like, uh, you know, maybe on the other side of the coin, maybe a lot of our culture is like kind of going through a naive point right now. We yeah, just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So you might need, you might need some sixes. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of think of like two archetypes you can kind of, to describe the healthy and unhappy, like the, the healthy six is the canary in the coal mine. Like the first one to alert us to something we should care about, but we're not paying attention to, to yeah. go off your naive thing. And then the unhealthy is kind of the conspiracy theorist who thinks everything is cause for alarm when maybe it's not, but yeah. And it's, but okay, now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna shill for sixes a little bit because it's hard to tell. They, they look the same at first. Like, like uh, I'll use a very famous example of a six, very counterphobic six, Alex Jones. Right. Oh Yeah. You listen to Alex Jones, and I, I think your average person listens to Alex Jones and is like, this dude is off his rocker. Mm -hmm. You know, he just looks yeah. for conspiracies in his cereal. Like, oh, I had like these alphabet soup in my bowl and like it's spelled, you're going to die. <laughs> yes. And yes, you're like, okay, yes, dude, yeah. like that's not happening. Yeah. But some of the stuff he was, he's like, oh, you know, the, this was like 12 years ago. He was like, oh, you know, these elites, they, uh, they go to this island. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein yeah, on yeah. this island and he's yeah. like they blackmail him and they get him to do stuff with kids and you're like okay okay this is more like yeah. just paranoia yeah. and it's kind of looking like that was kind of true yeah that's that's the very different and, like, and yeah. so it's you can't 
even though you want to write them off, like a lot of the time as just being conspiracy theorists and paranoid, you shouldn't. In some, yeah, in some case, in, like it, you, you, you shouldn't take what they're saying as gospel, but like, uh, don't you shouldn't throw it out either because they might be onto something. Fair enough. As a general principle. As a general principle. For sixes. Okay. Now I have another one. I, we touched on one aspect. I have another one that six feels like to me. A dog, man. You think dogs are sixes? Well, just the idea of man's best friend. And well, the loyalty for kind sure. Of the, the loyalty and the excitement and- If they hear a noise outside, they're like, what the- I was even going there. I'm just going like a friendly dog who's just- Again, that sense of community or maybe looking up to you or leadership. And sometimes, man, like sixes in my life, like kind of praises me almost where it's like, I didn't earn it. Like, I'm just throwing you a bone. Like, I'm just, I'm just feeding you. Like, do I really deserve like this? You know, you're so excited to see me because I'm the best person in the world. Like, do I really deserve it? But that is a good, that is a good view of like a healthy, but those like kind of six wing seven kind of friend, teammate, like, supportive just excited to to see you and just kind of be in your company and like yeah be your best friend be a super supporter for you um so that maybe more so six like your kind of thing speaks to maybe a little six wing five ish and my thing with the dog kind of speaks a little to six wing seven but yeah just the the loyal supporter like happy to be in your company and just yeah. good boys and girls. Yeah. Sixes are just, when they're healthy, you can't ask for better people. Yeah. A better friend. Man better best, friend, you know? yeah. Yeah, doesn't give you problems, just is supportive. And we thank you, sixes, for your service to us. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It just felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. All right, I'm going to move on. We got... Uh, All right. Elliot has terrible handwriting just for everyone. I'm going to show yeah, everyone. It's, it's Look true. how bad it is. Look how bad. I think this is a five. Yep, it's not in focus. Sorry, Brett. Focus. Whatever. No it's one a, will know. It's it a is five. a five. It is a five. All right. So, young Brett says fives have the same energy as the Discovery Channel. I don't watch a lot of Discovery Channel, so you're going to have to explain that one to me. Okay. Discovery Channel is just full of endless programs of facts that may or may not be relevant to you probably not relevant to you but they go into depth and they will not stop and there's just uh i would say intellectual depth is on the is on the discovery yeah yeah but so i even have an example that i think takes that farther which I was going to say fives feel like an encyclopedia to me. Okay, that's I think I think we're getting at the same thing. Because the Discovery Channel I think at least makes some effort to have a narrative or a story <laughs> with the facts. Yeah. But sometimes fives can really feel like you're just getting the facts or and this is something I'm conscious of with this podcast like to not just spew out like all these random observations and stories and try to like make some story or some emotionally compelling reason for why you should be concerned with the Enneagram and not just, oh, ones are like this, twos are like, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like um, there, I would say fives aren't great with a hierarchy of their um, facts, which yeah. bugs me. So, so fours, fours and fives are like, you know, they're on the opposite sides of like the void of the Enneagram and fours are just like, here are my feelings, here's all of them in no particular order or reason, but they're just, they're all here. And if you try to touch them, like they're like, no, but you can't because this X, Y, and Z. Fives are like that with facts, intellectually. I like that. So they'll just be like, here's all the facts, no hierarchy, no A to B. And um, it's it's a a lot of depth in there. And I I think I put the Discovery Channel on, or uh, I I love the Discovery Channel, but sometimes it's just like on, and I'm doing something else or like I'm daydreaming about something else. Yeah. And it gives me the same vibe as like if I'm talking to a five and they're telling me about something they're interested in. It's just like someone left a TV on. Yeah. And it's it's like it's it feels rude because it's like you're not listening to them. But on the other hand, it almost feels like they don't even care if you're listening. They're just going through their facts. Yeah. Well, OK. So, I, so another thing that I think about is like an encyclopedia is boring and terrible if you're trying to read it like a book Mm -hmm. you know you're starting from a and you're going to z and you're just going through it but it's like if you know what you need and you can look up the index and then go what to what you need 
Like you're going to get it. Yeah. And that's awesome. So that's another thing about Fives. You know, I think like if you can be that source of going in with, I know what I need, then it's like the best thing in the world because there's just so much knowledge that you can tap into. Yeah. You get more than you even thought you needed more than, yeah. Like, you know, if you look up a, and if they don't know it, they know where you need to go to know it or, or something like that. So I think of going to, this guitar shop uh, where I get my guitars set up. And that's kind of a very five job because you're spending a lot of your day just, you know, me- doing fine measuring and, you know, figuring out how to set up this instrument. Uh, and there's not a lot of social contact, but yeah, you talk to the guy and I get more than I bargain for in some sense. But I also kind of go in with questions because I just like seeing how excited, like, you know, I'll ask her like, what do you think would uh, this string or this string be better? And I just love seeing like how I can get like a five minute like knowledge bomb dropped on me from such like a simple innocuous question. Right. Which, which if you're interested in it is amazing. Yeah. I learn Um, a lot. Yeah. Would you say, oh man, would you think, I almost think like the internet, if you were to give the internet an Enneagram, it would be a five. Ah, ah. Uh, that's that's too big I, but like, now this was a reddit post i would say if you were to give reddit an enneagram reddit could be a five but the internet's just so vast it's too big and people yeah. use it for different reasons and there's different niches and communities i, think um, I just thought of that because like if you look something up yeah. you're gonna get more than you even thought was available yeah yeah um yeah fives i i think you know I think generally we both might be considered fives yeah. de- depending on, on how we describe it. But there's uh, I I did have to learn like a lot of the stuff I'm interested in, other people aren't interested yeah. in. And so I had to learn like there's a, first I noticed, oh, people's eyes start like glazing over when I talk about something. Yeah. And then to address that, then you need to put in like a narrative form, kind of like a three. Yeah, I was going to so say now, that. that like, I can get you, now I can get you interested in yeah. Atlantis. Sometimes dog, like pyramids. I think, Three's can annoy fives because like there's so much more depth and you're just gonna like make it into like a top five things you need to do or like ten list you know like the kind of list of top five top seven yeah. but at the same time it's like yeah kind of the fives just bring these scattered random observations to the table and I think one of the gifts of three is like really packaging it in something that's accessible and like du- they do a little bit of the, the trimming work for yes. getting rid of the unnecessary details and focusing on how this can actually help you to improve your life. Yeah, and how yeah. to present it to to your yeah. audience. Yeah. Okay. I think we did good with five. We got a couple yeah. more, I think two more. We're going to have the nine is next. I think that's actually a six, but since we thought the nine was a six, we're on to the nine. All, All right. right. We're saying it's a nine. Nine, this one I feel a little rude about reading. Oh dear! Because I I've come to well, love Brad, nines a lot Well, Brad, you're no more. stranger to making offensive comments about the types. So just go for <sighs> I know. It. Okay, nines have the same energy as a friend from the HR department. <laughs> Toby from the office. Yep. If anyone watches yep. the office. Well, this, this is good because you always have the rude ones, but I have a way to have a positive spin on things. So uh, I love nines. That's why I'm. Yeah. They're like. Again, it's like the lack of like nonsense vibes is why I love them. It's like every other type brings some kind of thing that I have to do work yeah. to like deal with them. And nines don't do that. They're just peaceful, good vibes usually is why I've come to, to like them. Uh-huh. But um, okay, let, well, let's see what you got to say about the well, HR see, department. But you say like, and I would agree, they're peaceful, good vibes, but that's where nines I think are like, oh, a friend from the HR department. Like, what does that mean? Like HR, people don't like Toby. No one likes Toby. Yeah, I know. That's why I feel like I'm rude about this. But like a person, HR, in theory, at least, it's like you don't notice them on a day-to-day basis, which yeah, is yeah. which is one element for better or for worse. And when you do notice them, it's to like harmonize a conflict at work. Yeah, I and, mean, fair and, enough. And they do that. And they usually are kind of nines. Like, yeah, and yeah. so that's where my mind went. I would maybe say something different now. Um I'll save it until do you have a I do. You have a, I do. Okay, let's see what you have to say. Nines feel like fishing with my grandpa. That's a good one. I was going to say something like my nines feel like a hike in nature. Yeah. Or something. But to the specific thing about fishing with my grandpa. Yeah, I lost him when I probably I was like 6th grade or something. So not super young, but also not at a time where I was old enough to 
maybe like super, you know, I certainly didn't know about the Enneagram or I couldn't, the short of it is I couldn't put into words like why I really liked him. Yeah. But I look back at pictures and like every family gathering, you know, around the table, like I seemingly always insisted that I sit next to grandpa and there was just some, some energy about him, something that was so compelling to me. And I think, you know, to, like he had good vibes. He was a good hang. I, I think he, in hindsight, I, I have to imagine, although again, this is a long time ago, I think he was really a nine who had a well-integrated eight and one. Mm. Like I remember walking around the community with him. And This is your mom's dad? Yeah, I my mom's him, yeah. dad. And uh, like people would come up to me and tell me like, your grandpa's a great guy because there was a factory and he had some type of boss or managerial role. But, you know, rather than being intimidating and hated, like everyone seemingly liked working for him. And I obviously love spending time around him because I think he had a, just a strong, serene sense to him. Do you know what? I'm going to jump in quick. The, when you notice, like, I think nines, you don't notice their presence sometimes, but you really notice their absence. Yeah. Like when they're like, a, if you, when like the nine stops, maybe they pass away, maybe they move away. Maybe, like when they're part of a group and then they're gone, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, this, this isn't fun anymore. Like, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't realize how much person X was like bringing to the table. Like for sure. But, but it's weird because you don't notice them in, in the way you might notice like, you know, a three or something. Yeah. So to kind of finish up my, my story, fishing with my grandpa, it wasn't the excitement of fishing that made me as a young kid like to do it because he would often, like we weren't going to catch the 100 pound whatever bass or, sorry guys, I don't know if bass get up to 100 pounds. They don't. You get the, the, like it wasn't exciting fishing. Like I remember often we'd be on a little boat or we'd be on the creek and honestly it might be four hours and we might not even catch anything. Right. But it was just enjoying being in the presence like of my grandpa and it didn't have to be exciting. So that's kind of what nines feel like to me. Like I'm not often one who's like interested in small talk. And often nines aren't either. And it's sometimes kind of like relaxing when, like I was just at this wedding we talked about and, you know, everyone's kind of dancing and getting crazy or having all the small talk. But I just remember like being at the table where we were just both kind of sitting there watching everyone do their thing. And like, we were both comfortable in not being like, so what's up with you? Like, what are you up to? It was just like, all right, we're just going to hang. We're going to chill. And we don't need to, we don't need to catch the big fish. We don't need to make this some big thing. We can just quietly enjoy each other's presence oh, they are good at being quiet and that because they don't all the other types i think when they're quiet there's something else happening and nines are just like there's nothing else yeah it's so just it's, space it's good space yeah it's yeah. just yeah it's a comfortable space and it doesn't need anything other than that so nines feel like fishing with my grandpa to me all right i think it's a good one uh-huh. i think it's they're integral with nature it's yeah. like you can't, it's hard. I think you you made this observation that almost every nine, you know, like their profile picture on social media is like just mountains. Like it's either <laughs> like them with the park or just like the park, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think we're going to move to our last one. Ooh, our last and one. I think there should be some interesting discussion on it. What haven't we talked about yet? Eight. The eight. Yes, okay. Okay, so eights have the same energy as a friendly headlock. yeah. I think this is an okay description from young Brett, but it's, uh, I think it lacks something and I'm not sure what that is. What, what do you, what do you think about a friendly headlock? I kind of, to that, to that like playful challenging role, uh, you know, obviously the unhealthiest eights like are out for blood and are out for conquest and are out for dominance and that's its own separate thing. But well, hopefully, you know, neither of us like to spend a lot of time with or can distance ourselves from that. So yeah, I think of eights, you know, in the band world, the friendly headlock, like playfully challenging. Um, it's funny that they're next to nine because um, I always think of eights as like bulls in China shops, like a bull in a China shop yeah. where you just, they, they don't, they might put you in a friendly headlock at like a funeral, you know, just like at an inappropriate time. Yeah. They're just not inherently good with tact at least right off the bat i think when they you know grow into two they are actually like really good at at that yeah but it's not 
immediately inherent yeah, but sometimes to sometimes what you need is not this serious like oh it must be so difficult like sometimes you just throw some dirt on it you know want that friendly yeah. headlock like to, you're tough throw yeah. some dirt on it yeah um and another thing about that challenging thing like it's a friendly headlock but i think nines are looking to see like can you can you play like because if if you don't respond to the head friendly headlock with like your own kind of assertion like that friendly headlock can get more dominant or That's, less friendly over time. So maybe something important to bring up with type eight is when they do these kind of friendly power challenges or struggles, like it's good to rise to the occasion and let them know that you're willing to play friendly, but they better not fuck with you. Yes. Um, and I think of this again, going back to the band where this eight kind of is in the band. And I don't, I don't remember specifics of how he would challenge you early on. But he would do that stuff, and I, I kind of recognized what was going on, and I'm like, I'm going to rise to this occasion and let you know, like, we'll play friendly, but I'm not going to be your bitch. Yeah. Um, and I set that vibe, whereas a different guy in the band, like, he did something to me, and, you know, I pushed back or I punched back, and I did something where it's like, I I'm not just going to be the one who gets, like, your jokes you know, or you just come and eat all my food, or you just come and spill something, or whatever. <laughs> um, short story is, there's there was also a six in the band who didn't necessarily do that. So, when Push came to shove, we're playing this gig, and he, oh, this is such a bad story, but he finds, uh, he finds, like, who knows where it came from, but he just finds this pair of underwear, like, at this, like, summer festival gig outside. Like, oh, no. again, who knows? Why is there a pair of underwear just sitting around? So he actually picks it up, and he throws it at the six, and it literally lands on the six's face. Yes. <laughs> Which probably pleased the eight. Yeah, to, to and just extent. the reaction of, like, but see, he knew. If he did that to me, he knew that that would be, like, stepping over a line where... I'm coming for him or like I'm breaking his drum set or like that's crossing it. But again, he did these playful challenges with the six and the six kind of really didn't like rise <laughs> to the occasion. Oh, man. So when push came to sub, he, I don't know, he tried to throw it on his face, but it landed on his face. And th yeah, that's just kind of thing where it's friendly at first, but if, if you let them dominate you, like, you, that's you might that's, be in for a, you might be in for more than you bargained for. Right, but that's why it's good to know the enneagram and to know that's this is how certain people like bond. And yeah, it's weird. Like I, I don't bond this way really. Yeah, but it's like there's this one girl at work actually. She's my age, and like she was really mean to me at first, and I was like, yeah, what the hell? I don't know what I did to her. And then the one day where I was like, blank, you're my least favorite person <laughs> at the architecture <laughs> firm. Then. She laughed, and now we're like buds. That's great. It's just like, but it's like, and yeah. and she's like really like warm and sweet and like stuff. Yes. But I, ha it almost was like this point where I had to be like, she's giving me a friendly headlock, and I had to be like, fuck off with your friendly headlock. Like I'm not doing that. And then they can, that's then they know they have a friend or something. It's weird. It's weird to other types. How you know, I think of that too. Where when my partner first met my dad and I she would be like, you guys are so mean to each other. Because, and it's that same kind of eight bonding where like our, my dad and I's way of bonding is just like kind of throwing insults at yeah. about like how you're not stepping up in life or yeah. how you're being useless. <laughs> and she and she was like so concerned about it, but I'm like, no, nah, it's just like how we bond. And yeah. it reminds me of, uh, do you watch the show Modern Family? No. Anyway, there's this show where there's a character eight who Jay, who's an eight and he does this exact type of thing with his friends and his wife, Gloria, I want to make the case as a two. And she's just like, it was like the, the exact same conversation I had with my partner was shown on modern family where Jay's just hanging out with his friends and it's just like insults and punching each other and like all this stuff. And she couldn't really appreciate that. That was kind of just their way of like, like it was just so strange that that was their com camaraderie, but mm -hmm. there, it was good spirited. How you doing, you dumb son of a bitch? Hey, old Mick. <laughs> Looks like you put on a few pounds. Oh, you too? What, are you eating your hair? <laughs> oh, glory. Oh. Hey, you know, I think I misplaced my phone. Could you call me on your... The phone's at the bottom of my bag. Why don't you use your home phone? Hey, come on, it's simple. What are you doing? I want the phone. How Give about you let go, you... Yeah. Donnie, you still think you can take me? Is this all you got? <laughs> I'm gonna wash your mouth out with this! Oh. Oh. I don't understand this relationship, Emma. This was one aspect of eight. Another aspect of eight 
to me, it feels like a deep tissue massage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, to give eights their kind of their credit, like we talked about, there's that little, there's that conflict, there's that tension, there's that challenging, there's that uncomfortableness. But at the end of a deep tissue massage, you come away feeling relaxed. And sometimes at the end of spending time with a good eight or being in their presence, you're relaxed because it's like they release authenticity from you with their they release authenticity and and they take care of stuff and to to the band example you know it was relaxing for me as a musician because i could just focus on my craft or the music knowing that this eight was kind of running the show and taking care of the business negotiations and the booking and just making sure that the it, it was a well-oiled machine in a business sense and it so we had a lot of respect where I respected him for what he did in that sense. And he respected me for kind of being the the brains behind the operation or, you know, taking care of the the technical, making sure the music was right. Um, so yeah, a, a deep, it wasn't always easy, but I really, it made me feel super relaxed to have someone else taking care of those things. So I could focus on other aspects. Right, 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 right. No, I think that's super good. Um, and I, do, I think it, dovetails nicely into what I was going to say. So with the friendly headlock and the eight, this is the importance of the whole vibes thing we're talking about. Cause if you just, if you just look at, Oh, this person's giving me like, you know, kind of confronting me and challenging me in this way. You have to feel like what the tone is that they're challenging you mm-hmm. with, because yeah. it means something very different. If the tone, you know, I could think of a way that it's like a three might do that to you. And the tone is going to be very different. Yeah. And so the important thing is with the eight and with all these types, um, you know, really look, look into how these people make you, make you feel and what the vibe you get from them is. Cause that's equally valid. And I think as like more heady types, we, we kind of, uh, we don't acknowledge this as much as being important, but, but it is, it's mm-hmm. like, it's something that uh, I obviously picked up on a couple years ago and I'm still working on it, but, um, yeah, well, it's feel the vibes, man, is all I'm trying to say. It's good to have these conversations. Yeah. And, uh, good vibes only, man. I hate that. Have you heard someone? Of course. Good (laughs) good vibes only. No, not good vibes only, but read the vibes. Vibes always. Yes. Yes. So I think that's all I got. What do you think of this? Do you think, uh, I think this was, I think this was a useful episode. And as with our last one about the names, I'm, I'm generally curious to see what other people might come up for. I would love it. I would love yeah. to hear if someone, and we're probably just going to get a bunch of ones being like, this is me. <laughs> no, I hope not. Like I hope this? not. Ones, you are beautiful file cabinets. We love Enjoy your beautiful role. file cabinets. All right. I think, uh, I think that's it. All right. Thanks for bringing this one to the table. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. All All right. right. Talk later. 